Hello and welcome to New Energy Explainers. Uh, I'm Tim Johnson from Johnson Energy Consulting. In this podcast, we're looking at power factor correction, uh, specifically from the point of view of a, a person managing an organization in Australia who is looking to reduce costs uh, on the energy bill. Uh, to help me understand this in more detail, please welcome Luke Stratford, who is a director at Quality Energy. Luke, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks, Tim. I've, I've never done a podcast before, mate. So, um, yeah, it's all, it's all new for me, but happy, happy to join. Good. It's very scary stuff. <laughs> um, I, I'll start with an easy one. Um, given that this is what you do all day and, and night, uh, what is power factor correction? Yeah, mate. Um, so power factor correction has been around a long time. It's not a new technology. Um, I've been dealing with it for around 25 years now, um, but it's been around for, for much longer than that. So power factor correction equipment, um, is equipment that provides reactive energy, which is reactive energy is something that can help reduce your overall demand on your energy bill. So if you're a, if you're a large um, user of electricity, uh, you will usually be paying in kilowatt hours, that's one party bill, and then you'll have a demand portion of your bill, which is passed through tariff which comes from the energy distributor. Um, and that demand portion of your bill um, is affected by your power factor. It's represented in KVA. Um, but yeah, so the worse your power factor is, which is basically means the more inefficient your business runs um, or the way it uses its energy, um, the worse your power factor will be. Um, and, uh, and then that's where power factor correction can help because it can actually help reduce that demand. Um, so rather than having to I guess rather than having to uh, pay for that energy from the from the distributor uh, and bring that energy in through the grid, uh, you can generate it on site. So, I guess similar to solar, um, but uh, just a different technology. Okay, and so just on that, who decides what your power factor is? I mean, is it the network just tells you what it is? No, so it actually it's a it's a it's a number that comes from your actually the efficiency of the equipment that you're using on site. So. You might have uh, equipment that's running at 80% efficiency. Um, so you might, you'll have multiple pieces of equipment on site and some pieces will be running at 80%, some will be at 90%. Um, that's where it's represented in 0.9 or 0.8. Um, that's your power factor. It's a, it's a number between zero and one. Um, and 0.5 being, you know, a really poor power factor, 0.8 being a fairly ordinary power factor and then anything up to one, which is, we call that unity, which is a great power factor. But that number gets worse the more inefficient your equipment is on site. Um, and the more inefficient that equipment is, the lower that number goes, the more reactive power you have to draw from the grid. Um, and then obviously your cost will go up because that, um, that reactive power is represented on your bill um, in your demand charges. Okay. Um, and so obviously, well, I guess how big's the prize here? If you've got, if we're talking about uh, like a manufacturer or someone who consumes a decent amount of energy, what, how much is there to save by doing this? Yeah, well, it's a direct relationship. So your KVA, uh, if your power factor is 0.8, we call that, let's think of that as 80%. Um, so if we can improve that to, to one or very close to one, um, that means we can reduce your KVA on your bill um, by 20% from that 0.8 to one. Um, so the direct relationship. So your demand charges can make up to 75% of your bill. So a lot of people don't realize that. Um, they think so. They're sort of really focused in on the kilowatt hour consumption of their their energy bill, but um, the network charges can make up to 75% of your total bill. Um, it sort of normally is around 30, 40%, but some some clients do have um, a higher representation of, of demand on their bill. Um, so for those sort of clients, um, 
anything, you know, 20% of your demand charges, which could be eight, you know, could be a big portion of your bill. Um, we, you know, we've got clients that might save up to $10,000 a month for our larger clients on their bill um, by reducing um, the smaller clients, you know, two, three, 400. Um, and when we say smaller clients, they're the sort of SME type businesses and your small CNI type customers. Um, generally the equipment pays for itself within sort of that two to three win two to three year window. Um, so quite an attractive return on investment. Um, especially when you sort of, you know, you put that extra solar and led lighting and other technologies that help reduce your energy bill. Mm, brilliant. And so let's talk about the hardware a little bit. What, um, what do you come and install? What does it look like? Yeah. So we, we use interval data, um, to then work out. So interval meter data, which we get from the energy retailer, um, and we use that to then work out what the power factor is on site over the last 12 months, what it has been um, at worst case scenario. We'll talk, talk in a little bit about how they calculate your power factor and how you get charged. But um, we look at the energy bill, we work out how many, what size systems require, and that's representing KVAR. Um, that's the amount of reactive power our system needs to generate to offset the reactive power that's coming from the grid. Um, and we will then go to site, um, look at the electrical infrastructure on site, um, namely the, the main switchboard. Uh, and then we'll work out how to install it. So um, the sizing of our system that we, we manufacture the equipment um, in Victoria, but the, the sizing of the equipment all is based off the, the interval data that we collect from the energy retailer because uh, that'll tell us all the information we need to know as to, you know, how can we get you from where you are currently to that optimal power factor? Okay. So if somebody, I mean, but but quite literally, how big is the box? Oh, okay. That, uh, or, yeah, it? look, it, it ranges. We've got systems that are really small might be like a 50 kvar um, unit which might be 800 by 800 um, and then we install systems that I, we installed one in brisbane about a month ago which was about five meters long um, by two meters high so think of it like a, a big electrical switchboard or a, a big fridge i guess um, um, because it's a, they're modular so depending on how bad your power factor is the more you'll need um, but yeah that's all based off that interval data but yeah they they come in all shapes and sizes um, we have our sort of set range of power factor units that we manufacture, but um, often we get a couple of curly ones where we've got to build them for, you know, outdoors because there might not be enough room in the switch room or they might need to be a certain IP rating because it's a dusty environment. Uh, but yeah, so it does it does chop and change a little bit, but um, yeah, it all it all is dependent on how much your demand is and how bad your power factor is, and that's how it's all calculated and worked out. Okay, and in terms of um, disruption to someone's operations, yep. is this sort of three blokes coming in and spending an afternoon installing or does it take i mean obviously it depends. yeah again it depends but yeah just to give you a bit of a range it can start yeah some some smaller installs can be done in sort of half a day to a day um generally there's a requirement to shut down the board that's something to consider um because we need to do our obviously final connection um so we might there might be upgrades needed within the switchboard we might need to install circuit breakers for example um we need to put a, a current transformer which um tells our unit what to do um, that's the sort of brain binary unit that normally goes around the main supply. So um, often that can't be done without a shutdown. Um, so that shutdown period might be anywhere from sort of one hour to four hours, depending on how much work needs to be done. Um, but uh, yeah, generally the installation work itself is done within, you know, anywhere from one day out to sort of three or four days for the really large systems. Uh, but most of the work can be done obviously without needing to interrupt power. So we just go about our business and do our thing. And then it'll just be that final connection that we need to interrupt the type of power supply. And in terms of what types of customers have got the most to benefit from this, is it is it heavy machinery that 
I mean, what causes the worst power factor? Yeah, yeah, power factor. Power factor. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good question. Um, and I get asked that a lot, but I guess, uh, again, uh, it is a fairly variable um, sort of answer I give because, for example, we've um, we've got power factor correction at Melbourne Airport. We've got um, in high-rise apartments in the city. Um, we've got um, a lot of manufacturing. So manufacturing is generally the, the field that sort of benefits because they've got a lot of older type equipment that drags down power factor. Now, power factor... Um, the reason it gets worse is because of in, it's called inductive load and, and big motors um, generate well need inductive load um, or reactive power to actually sort of fill in that um, that inefficiency. So whenever you've got inductive loads like motors, transformers, um, and then you think about some businesses that will have multiples of those, um, that's where you sort of get, that's the that's the type of equipment that will drag the power factor down. So yeah, a lot, of, a lot of manufacturing, but any sort of big power user, there's no sort of set industry that we sort of, um, we help, we've got, if you've looked at our clientele base over the years, um, it's very vast and very broad. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's no sort of certain industry. Um, it's not like solar where you need to have a, a good roof. Um, basically if you're, and a, and a good way to sort of think of it, we sort of generally help clients that spend over say $5,000 a month on their energy bill. Um, that's sort of where we find is a bit of a sweet spot as a starting point, um, because they're the types of clients that would sort of be paying demand charges, for example. Um, and you know, the power factor then would start to influence their total energy spend. Um, but yeah, it is, it is fairly vast as to who we, we help. We even help oil rigs, for example, cause they run really inefficient as well. They're big, dirty motors and, and whatnot that drag down the power factor. Um, and they're off grid. They're not even on the grid. Um, but yeah, we help, we help oil rigs with their power supply, which obviously um, means that they can reduce their, uh, their fuel consumption. So yeah, that's very broad. Yeah, cool. And you mentioned there that you manufacture your own. Um, uh, components, which is brilliant. And do you, so I guess you've got a factory in Victoria and then you're shipping around the country. Correct. Yeah. We, we have a manufacturing facility here in, in Moorabbin in Victoria. Um, we've been manufacturing the products for around 10 years now. Um, even though we've been in the industry a long time, we used to just be a, a service provider. Um, and then we decided to manufacture, um, from there and it's been a really good decision. Um, yeah, we sort of, we do our own in-house design. Then we obviously, we, the, the components themselves, they come from overseas, they come from Europe. Uh, and then we do the final assembly. Um, we get our own, we've got our own customized cabinets and then we put the, uh, we assemble all the equipment within the cabinet and then we distribute nationally. So whether that be direct to a client or um, through a partner or yeah, or whatnot. So yeah, so that's been, it works quite well. And um, we've got a good, good sort of network of installers around the country as well. So some clients will have their own electrician on site that might want to um, take a project like this on under our guidance um, other times. Um, they sort of utilize our, our contract network or our own guys if it's in Victoria. Um, but yeah, it just depends. But yeah, we've got sort of national reach and have, have had that for the last sort of seven or eight years. Great. And and what sort of lifespan, what sort of warranty have these devices? Got? Yeah. So generally the, the life expectancy, it's a bit of a tricky one because it's, uh, it depends on the environment that it goes into. So, um, in a, in a good environment, in a nice clean, um, you know, uh, climate controlled switch room, you'd like to get, you know, anything from 12 years to, to 15 years out of a capacitor bank. Um, with that being said, I've, I've serviced units that are 25 years old and they're still running fine. So generally the capacitors, if anything is going to fail prematurely, it's the capacitor, which only makes up probably about 5% of the total cost of the unit. Um, so some clients every say 10 years might just swap out all their capacitors. Um, but generally we say it's around 12 years um, life expectancy. So for a bit of equipment that um, pays for itself within sort of, you know, anything from one to three years generally, um, people see that as quite a good return. Do people call you when they're thinking about other energy 
efficiency pieces or or like when they're putting solar in or they're looking at other stuff or do they call you just out of the blue because it's a separate thing yeah um a bit of both so we get we do do a lot of power factor with solar systems um so we we also install solar and um i love power factor with solar because it looks after a completely different um part of the bill for a client so um with the solar it's looking after their consumption and their kilowatt hours whereas the the power factors you you know generally look after demand charges which is a completely um separate part of the bill so they work really well hand in hand uh, and they complement each other really well um so we get those sort of clients that are looking for a lot of clients because it's not you know it's solar everyone sort of understands solar to a degree um because it's you know it's obviously been out in the news and it's always sort of on tv and there's a lot of ads around and so people are quite um across the solar offering uh, and a lot of people don't realize they've got a bad power factor until we go in and look at their solar. And while we're looking at the solar, we might notice that there's a power factor correction opportunity. So a lot of the bigger clients, they are, they are, they are understanding of power factor correction and the benefits that it provides. But yeah, you get a lot of clients and it's generally the smaller ones that don't understand it. Uh, so they'll sort of be looking for something else and we'll come in and say, have you looked at your power factor? And that's when we uncover an opportunity. But um, yeah, so it, it, it works as a standalone system. It works really well with with solar and then there's other um, energy efficiency products out there um, like LED lighting, um, which it doesn't affect. So there's, it doesn't interfere with anything else, um, which is, I guess, a, a good thing. It yeah. sort of does its own thing and it looks after its own, um, you know, own, it gives the customer its own benefit. So, um, yeah, so that's why we find it. And the good thing I like about Power Factor as well, it's a very, um, we can be very accurate with our savings because we know exactly what the peak power factor is. We know exactly what we can get it to. And there's a direct relationship. It's not, we're not reliant on um, outside factors. Um, as long as the, the client doesn't go and install heaps of new equipment, um, then we can very accurately um, provide a return on investment figures we felt like as well. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think that's what I'm finding with helping clients. It, it Often the conversation starts with solar, but then yeah. it's all these other little things that can really uh, be added on top, which can get your savings, you know, up and beyond 40% sometimes. Absolutely. hundred percent. Um, brilliant. Okay. Well, look, um, it's just a short one, but that's a fantastic insight into something. I guess a lot of people don't talk about much, so it's, you've made it very, uh, simple to understand. So look, thanks very much for your time. Right, thanks. And, uh, I hope to see you soon. Appreciate it.